Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We have a great show ahead of you today. It's uh, E. Johnson and Dr. Ray Charles will be introduced uh, in a little bit. I wanted to actually, first of all, uh, say hello to my producer, Joyce White-Nelson. How are you doing, Joyce? Well, she had 187 women come to her uh, house just recently for the, a big golf, uh, big tennis championship, so I wanted to actually see how that uh, event went. And then we also had the eclipse yesterday, and uh, wow, what a crazy event that was to see that. Uh, we're going to see that again, of course, in about 100 years. I want to bring on our first guest, Guy Johnson. He is a local Washington, D.C. native, bass sax- saxophonist, who has developed a captivating sound soulful jazz style with Undisputed makes him the musical force in the new millennium. So I just wanted to uh, say that Ski Johnson recently made world history at the New York Stock Exchange as the first saxophonist to perform on the podium and floor of the New York Stock Exchange at the closing bell. When asked about his goals, Ski responds, I'd like to create my music with the satisfaction of knowing that the whole world is listening and enjoying. Welcome, Ski. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, Ken, on the show. My pleasure. You know, it's very exciting that we met probably about five years ago and have run into each other at some really amazing events. And right. most recently, I saw you at the New, uh, New Year's Eve event, the James Bond theme event. And so yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about all the things we're going to be creating together. I understand you have a, a book coming out later this year, and you recently are in American Greed, and you're going to be here in the Dr. Phil show. So we have lots to cover. I wanted to start off by asking you, where did you grow up, and how did you actually become the person you are now? I grew up in Washington, D.C. I attended uh, Duke Ellington School for the Performing Arts. Um, and I always loved music. I always wanted to play music. Um, you know, I, I went through some childhood experiences, and it, um, um, I, I suffered from a disease called alopecia, which I lost my hair, which led to bullying, and it kind of drew me to music, and I really got engulfed in in, in music. And... Um, that's what my documentary in the book is about, about, um, overcoming challenges and, and, you know, and then, and, and turning things around. Well, I know that, uh, Prince had a song called Controversy and he certainly was a controversial musical artist. <laughs> and we had a recent conversation over a, a cup of coffee about how controversy really follows those who are in a power position or are really having really making a difference in the world. So what is, what's so controversial about you? Well, the, the whole American greed thing essentially was about the Grammys and, um, you know, they, they, they are in, in, in their, them saying certain things and creating, uh, statements that, uh, weren't true. And, me not having knowledge about certain things, considering like Grammy tickets, you know, and it when you get to a certain uh, level in this business and you you've done so many things and you travel around the world and you and people know you, you become a target just like anyone else. It it, it goes with the territory, and uh, that's ultimately, you know, how this whole situation situation came about. I mean, you know, one little thing can can become a big thing and people just can pile on and make a big thing. Well, I know you're involved with a lot of charities and nonprofits and I I, I I've been a DJ for thirty five years and I don't think I'm up for any Grammys or being considered for a Grammy, but assuming that I uh, was noted for my talent and I did get a Grammy, what kind of uh, what kind of trouble can you get into if you are involved with tickets for the Grammys? Well, you, well, tick, Grammys, Grammy tickets are non-transferable. You get six tickets, but you can't give the tickets to no one. You can't, like, I can't, I can't give them to or donate them to someone. That's, you're breaking the law if you do that. Now, so you have to go, you have to go all six times? You have to be six people. 
Well, that's that's the catch. You get six tickets, but they can come with you. But you can't say, "Hey, here's the tickets, and you go on your own." They only can come with you. I now, see. That's I mean, I mean, and my my issue with that is, okay, well, how many people have gone to a Caps game or Wizard game? And 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 giving someone a ticket, they can't go, or say, or, or even say, look, I bought these tickets, and let me give, you know, you, you just give me the money I pay for them, you can have the tickets. That you, you know, you're committing a crime if you do that. You cannot transfer tickets. So the six tickets and you I didn't know that. I see. So the six tickets you receive that you pay for, you would need to gift them and bring that entourage of people with you at the same time. That, yeah, that's the only wow. one. Okay, so if they don't come yeah. with you, then you've transferred them. And if tickets are non-transferable, and the person that has the tickets that you that you gave are subject to being being escorted out of the Grammys or wherever, you you're essentially committing fraud. You you know you're selling something you don't have a right to do, or you're giving somebody something you don't have a right to. I see. So, what you and Dr. Ray have in common is that you're going to be at the the one for nine eleven event, and if you were to invite Dr. Ray Charles to the Grammys, he just has to join you at the event along with he four or five to, other friends. I got you. I see. Right. Okay. Well, that would be something that maybe not everyone knows, and and obviously, um, it's even possible that some people don't really care about that rule, and if they get the tickets, they they might still not do that. Correct. Well, yeah, because the. The odds of someone saying, "Hey, you didn't that you know that you know you didn't purchase that ticket." I mean, the odds of that happening is probably one in a million. Yeah, one in two hundred. Yep. Do you have better odds of winning a lottery? <laughs> I mean, it, it's that. It's that. But I mean, because of who I am and I'm high profile. I mean, you know, people know me and I'm out in the public, and it's a little different with me. Let's talk about how you actually qualified for being considered for a Grammy. How, how did that happen? Who, who noticed you? Um, how did it all, what's the story? Well, um, I, uh, you know, recorded the album, and it, the, the album goes to the uh, panel of the Grammy, all the, you know, the different categories of all the Grammy, uh, I guess, the heads of all the categories, and they agree to accept it or not. And they accepted it, and then I received my ballot that said I was nominated. They used the term nominated, and that's a little controversial because they use the word. They've taken it off their ballots now, but when they first, the first couple of years they sent it to me, it said no, nominating ballot. This year's of this year's not this year's list of this year's nominees online, and my, of course my name was there, so. I mean, technically, I was nominated, but they don't see it that way. And, of course, I argued with them about, you know, I mean, we had discussions about that. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. essentially how, uh, you know. But they they didn't change it later that we should use the word considered not nominated. How many albums have you done? Ten. Ten. And what album was the one that yeah. was uh, being considered? Well, all of them. <laughs> all, okay. I mean, well, not all of them. 2000, uh, New Beginnings, Underdogs on Top, and uh, the one I did was Diesel. He's a three-time Grammy-winning producer. He, mm-hmm. he produced all of the uh, Little Wayne, Akon. He produced Birdman. He produced all the Cash Money hits. And he produced this, this, this record for me, and that was uh, Shake It Like You Mean It. That was um, considered for a Grammy as well. So ten albums. That's uh, quite a bit of content. Three of which but... was considered. Three of three of okay. which was considered. One one of them hit. Two of them hit number one on the Billboard charts. Okay. So, and um, uh, at the nine eleven event, the uh, the one for nine eleven, which is the Maritime Conference Center, you, you're going to be actually playing uh, at least a, a song or two. What, what are you going to play would first? I love to. I might do Amazing Grace. I think that might be uh, uh, suitable for that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a folk spiritual, uh, kind of spiritual folk song. And I think it would be appropriate for that. Well, I was certainly pleasantly day. surprised when we, uh, talked and I told you the one for nine eleven is an event where we're honoring first responders and veterans. And I just asked you because you're a very talented guy, a very influential guy. Would you be involved in you. you 
immediately said yes. And I, I, what was the reason that you were willing to volunteer your time to come to an event like that? Well, well, what a lot of people don't know, and if you watch the American Greed, of course, and I want to say something about the American Greed story. You know, folks got to remember they're trying to sell television. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying to sell television, and that's their job. So they're going to put in what they want to sell the television. But I've always supported numerous charities, always, and always giving my time, always for free, not getting paid. You know, I've done it for years. And, and, and despite, you know, my little, if for lack of a better word, misstep, I will continue uh, uh, supporting charities. You know, because I think at the end of the day, you can't, you know, when they, when, when, when folks look at that, they can't deny that, you know? I mean, if someone's coming and donating their time and they're performing and they're not asking for a dime from you, that, I think that says a lot about them. I agree, and I, I certainly have met you at a lot of these charities since the Umbrella Syndicate probably spends 50 to 70% of its efforts um, sponsoring events that we believe in. I can say that I've seen you at so many events. It's almost been the reason we have you on the air today. It's it's been the reason we've created a friendship. Um, although right. we don't talk a lot of these events, you get you get to know someone just by how they volunteer and how they decide to be a part of community. Uh, tell me right. about uh, tell me about why you want to be on American Greek. It's a controversial show. What well, I didn't want to be on there. They they actually called me and they said, look. We're going to do the show with or without you. I and see. I wasn't going to do the show at first, but I, I decided to do it because I wanted to tell my side of the story. Even though I'm not in the editing booth when they're editing the, the show, I had no control over that. I still wanted to give my best shot and, and let people hear my side of the story. Um, and uh, that's why I went on. Although, you know, they're always going to spin it the way they want to spin it. Because, again, they're selling. You know, those commercials, those people running ads on, on that show, they have to answer to. Those, the, the, I mean, that's their money so the show can keep going. So they have to stick to the premise of the show. And if it's making me a bad guy, so be it. But, you know, the people who know me know who I am and what I and know my heart. Well, I, I know the indiscretion of, you know, breaking a rule like that is very serious, but... I think people lose the fact that when someone is doing charity work and they make a, a decision they aren't aware of, they don't know what they don't know. It's a pretty serious, um, it's a pretty serious judgment call to write them off completely and say that they're a bad person when uh, they may have done all these great things in the world. And I know, even after I, I don't know, this was about three years ago, wasn't it? Roughly that this happened. What three years ago? Was it about two years ago? No, I was in 2012. And so, okay, it, so it's been a while. Yeah, it was 2012. I went to Montana, and what I did is I donated Grammy tickets. And the Grammy tickets, um, they, they were, they, what they were supposed to do is auction the Grammy tickets off. Half of the Grammy tickets money would come back, would go to them, and that's another donation I would make because I'm donating the Grammy tickets. And then the other half, will go towards the purchase of the Grammy tickets because they're not free. I have to buy them and the limo, the hotel, and, you know, those those things to get the, the winner to the Grammys. But w- what happened was um, they never sent the money, so I don't I don't get the tickets till the week of the Grammys. So I never sent the, um, you know, obviously they never got the tickets. Right. But the mere fact, so... So there was no money exchange, but the mere fact that I that the intent was to get to to have them auction the Grammy tickets that was the misstep. I see. Well, I I read your uh, bio and your website, and gosh, you must have the most amazing CD or album collection. Do you have an album collection? I do. I do. I have. I listen to everyone. Everything okay. from heavy metal, bluegrass. To to uh, R and B to gospel. What are your, some of your favorites? Cause I see you have uh, Tony Terry in here. You have uh, you have well, some Tony, amazing Tony jazz artists. On my last, he's on my fifth album. Him and oh, I, Williams and Roy Ed. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's on. Hey. He's on. He's featured on my fifth album. Yeah, Jaheem and Mario, and Mario is a local. He's in Baltimore. Right. I I listen to everybody. I love the Ozzy Brothers. I like uh, Pearl Jam. I like uh, Jay Z. I mean, I, I listen to everyone. Well, I noticed a lot of the photos that you have on your social media. You really get uh, uh, very close to these top politicians and celebrities. I think uh, you have uh, Hillary Clinton on your cover at this point, if I recall. Is yeah. that correct? Mm-hmm. How did you meet her? How did you meet her? Well, I met her at the uh, Latino Gala, the Latino um, Caucus Gala. They have theirs two weeks after the, the, the Black Caucus have their, their big gala convention center. And Hillary spoke at both at the Black Caucus and then spoke at the Latino Caucus two weeks later. So I, I attended that event, and I walked backstage, and she was just like one of the nicest people I've ever met. I mean, so nice. So, I mean, I mean you know, it's, you're always going to think different of someone until you meet them, for the most part. For most, you know, a lot of people feel that way because they assume that the way they're portrayed in the media is they're that way. But she wasn't that way, just very nice. So we took the picture, and uh, we talked for a while as well. And uh, that was my first time actually meeting her. Really? Okay. And you are actually doing events in New York where you get to rub elbows with some of the greats like Jay-Z and Puff Daddy. Is that correct? Um, different places, yeah. We, we, we travel in the same circles. Uh, what is your next event you're doing? Besides 9/11. Um, well, 9/11. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna go to uh, New York for Fashion Week, um, and I may do um, the VMAs. And then you might have a little show on the Dr. Phil. You might be going Dr. Phil show. Oh yeah, right? that's coming up. Yeah, Dr. Phil. We're, we're we're working that out the exact day for the Dr. Phil show, which should be in uh, October, around October. And what is that going to be about? The music industry and, um, you know, you know this uh, American Greed show in the past, you know, this, this misdiscretion I had, which, you know, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the business and marketing and how you have to, you know, the, the whole music industry has changed a lot. You know, it's not like it used to be. You, you now have to market yourself and promote yourself. Uh, it, it's just, it's not like it used to be. It's not. It's not the system that we used to have. Well, you know, almost nothing is because of social media and just the uh, just technology, plain and simple. If you look at the the publishing world, if you had uh, had this story, you know, twenty thirty years ago, you'd be shopping publishers right now. And I know that you had told me that you're looking to share your story and, and get a book out. Obviously, because with you being on a Dr. Phil show, it's it's important that the people that learn about you on the show that you have an opportunity for them to connect with you via a story and a and a show and a music, et cetera. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's um. I mean, I just want to tell my story. I think it's a unique story. I think you know, never in a million years that I thought I I would have gone through what I went through and been on American Greed and all this. So I think it's a I think it's a story that needs to be told, so I'm going to tell it, and I'm going to tell the whole story, not not bits and parts, you know, not parts of the truth. I'm going to tell the whole truth. Well, what is it that uh, causes you to want to be involved so much with philanthropy? Giving back? Giving back, helping. One of the people that is going to be at the event, the 9-11 event, is Gregory Hammond, who is a big proponent of helping kids make better choices by getting musical instruments in their hands and having them choose to throw their time into a skill instead of uh, making choices of being on the street or um, getting involved with things they just are not going to help really bring them to the, the world they need to bring themselves to, which is obviously business, leadership, and being self-sufficient. When you were a, a kid, did music kind of save your life? So that again, when I was a kid? Yeah, when you were a kid, when did you start playing the instrument, and do you think that that kind of saved your life? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. I started at um, around 14, and it changed my life, you know. it. Um, How hard it, did you work um, at it? Definitely built self-confidence, because I had very low self-esteem growing up. So the music helped 
build my self-esteem. Yeah, I, I bet it did. And it probably feels really cool when you're on a stage and you're playing music and you're actually creating energy and people are really feeling it and they're, they're celebrating your gift. Right. So what do, you do to, what do you do to help encourage kids to get into the music business? Um, I encourage them to keep practicing. You know, um, you know, the way you sound today, if you keep practicing, you won't sound that way. You'll sound better tomorrow. And once you see that you're sounding better, that'll encourage you to to really pursue it and move forward. But it's getting to that point. And I tell them about the you know the music industry is a hard hard industry. It's a it's a dirty business. It really is. And I tell them the truth. It's a dirty business. It's it's you know it's it's um it's probably it's it's probably one, it's probably one of the least honest businesses around. That's a shame. You know, I just was watching a documentary the other day about uh, Daft Punk and how they were fortunate enough not to succumb themselves into the music industry that would actually have them being vulnerable and have them lose their rights. I mean, they, they kept the rights to their music just like Prince did. And they, they signed on with Virgin, which they said was an amazing experience. So obviously Virgin uh, Virgin actually handles business differently if they said that they really were able to do what they wanted to do with their career and put out this amazing music and actually uh, be a world leader in music. So have you ever heard of the book Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Tipping Point or Outliers by any chance? Okay, because he, he makes a statement in Outliers specifically that if you are going to be doing professional music that the amount of hours you'd need to put in would be significantly higher than someone that's doing it as a hobby or at least significantly higher than someone that's going to teach it. So do you, do you find that to be true is that the amount of hours you put in, given that you have at least a natural, some natural ability, that propels you into the different classification of whether you're a hobbyist, a teacher, or a professional? Um, it does. It's important to put the amount of hours in. Um, you know, when I when I was when I was coming up, and I was I used to practice nine and ten hours a day. I mean that because I had the urge to become good and great. You know, I wanted to be. I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be. I wanted to play like the the greats. Who do you think uh, is one of the greatest with the saxophone? Saxophone. I mean, to be honest, there are many. Because I think yep. when you get to a certain level in the, in this, it's, it's not, it, it, it becomes styles. Like, I like mm-hmm. the way he plays that. I like the way he plays it. So I think, I think Kenny G is great. I think Grover Washington Jr. Uh, is great. I think um, Bradford Marcellus is great. But they all have different styles. They certainly do. I saw Kenny G live. It is insane what he can do with a, his, yeah. his breathing. <laughs> yeah. That is, and and that is so amazing. many people for so many, so many years uh, used to like really just, just dog him. And, 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 and I would be like, um, you know, he's great. He, he created something and he said he, he became a trendsetter. Same way Grover Washington did and John Coltrane and uh, Charlie Bird Parker. They were all trendsetters with styles. And every time something new comes, because it's new and you don't understand it, they all talked about them until mm-hmm. eventually they, be, you know, they, they recognized, hey, this is something that wasn't around. It's something this individual created. You know, Charlie Parker was Bebop, Joe Coltrane, you know, um, you know, um, you watch funk jazz. Right. You know? Well, let's, let's talk about, um, the 9-11. Do you remember what happened on 9-11, what you were doing on 9-11 when all that went down? I do. I was talking to my manager on the phone when the first plane hit. He was in his shop. I mean, he's deceased now, but he was in his shop. Uh, running his clothing store, and I was at home, and he and and, and I, you know the news was on, and, and it just happened. 
well, is that why you want to be involved with this 9-11 event? Is this because those heroes stepped up? Is that something that kind of pulls yeah. your heart? Yeah, the hero, it, it took a lot to run, to, to go into, uh, uh, you know, you know, first responders going into, going, I mean, literally going, I mean, many were going to their deaths. That takes guts. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be said. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, those are real heroes. They are. Well, I wanted to thank you again for being part of the 9-11 event, and oh, you welcome. really are. You're really a, a, a very cool person to step up as many Thank times you. as I've seen you step up to help charities, help nonprofits, and give your, your talent uh, so freely. And I'm excited to bring Dr. Ray Charles on. I want people to know how to get in touch with uh, Ski Johnson. So I know your website is skijohnson.us. How else can people uh, follow you and reach out to you? Oh, I get a lot. <laughs> I get a lot. I get a lot of hits on my side. I get, I get a lot. Yeah, I, I know. You got it. Um, over a million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get I get a whole lot of hits. But I and, and I'm grateful. I mean, you know, of course with the American Greed show airing and all that I got I got a whole lot more. You know, so um So people I, just I mean, can go to your you know, page. They can go to your site and they can kind of follow what you're up to. Um yeah, check out your go music to my site or to buy and follow it. and then they can of course from there they can visit all my social media because I'm on all social media. Okay, so that's skijohnson.us. Well, Ski, you have been yeah. amplified. Uh, it has been an honor having you on the show. And if you'd like to Thank stay around, so uh, Dr. Charles may have a question for you. Otherwise, if you're listening and you want to ask Dr. Charles a question, I'm going to connect you guys on Facebook. And for those of you listening, if you want to ask any questions that we can uh, ask to both Ski and also Dr. Ray at the end of the show, you can go to Amplified on Facebook and write those questions, and we'll get those questions on the air. All right, we'll be back in. We'll be back in about two minutes. Thank you very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email. 
to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, welcome back to our second segment. Uh, my producer actually said, make sure you clear up this 9-11 business because you're referencing 9-11 and you're referencing 9-11 events. So what I was referring to is we have an event coming up on September 11th. That's 9-11, roughly a couple weeks from now. And it is going to be at the Maritime Conference Center here in the BWI Airport area on September 11th. And it is called the One for 9-11 and it's the the uh, the theme is always be the one. So we are honoring first responders and veterans and those that really actually need want to know about the story of how they can actually be a person that actually causes community and a leader. So we have a lot of amazing people that are going to be at this event. Uh, Nancy Matthews is the person who helped organize the event. Ski Johnson is going to be performing at the event. He's obviously going to get a chance to have a couple words. Uh, Dr. Char- Ray Charles, who is going to be on the segment next, has his book actually being released on that date. So that's very exciting. And he also has his online uh, release at the end of this month, August 31st. So I want to uh, turn this over to Gita. Hey, Gita, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I just had um, reached back home from a going away party. I'm moving to Chicago, so I'm all excited. <laughs> so that's good. That's your destination. This is this is what you've been packing for for the last month and getting ready for oh, Chicago, right? Oh yes, <laughs> I'm going crazy. Well, well, we are we are going to miss you a lot. You have been such a, an amazing part of the team for Amplified. I know you have just graciously been uh, unconditional in giving so much time to making sure these shows come out the best they can. And so, uh, I, I want. I want us to have a big party while you're in sept- uh, on September 5th, so we can thank you for all the great work you've done. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Ken. It's truly grateful. And I want to take the honor to introduce our special guest today, Dr. Ray, as well. Can I? Yes. Well, actually, I, I just want to say that your book is going to be coming out, too, later this year, and it's yes. about gratitude. And so I just wanted to say that's really the segue of me being grateful to you is I just can't wait to help you spread the word about what gratitude means. And, and I just think you're a beautiful spirit. So thank you for everything you've done. So yeah, please introduce our, our next guest, Dr. Ray. Thank you so much for the honor, um, Ken. And yes, Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray is the managing partner of KIIP group LLC, which is also keep inspiring people, um, a business and personal transformation company coaching in his life is his life's work. He is called to be a ray of light. He has the disarming the internal saboteurs in the depth of the soul of business and business leaders so that they can be fully functional and impactful in their respective domains. Also, every time uh, we, I just wanted to mention about his book, which is going to be launched with uh, Ken's event, so big warm welcome to you, Dr. Ray. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, uh, Ken and, and Gator and Mr. Johnson. Uh, I'm, I'm so blessed that you are, you are here uh, today just to listen to your story. Well, I, I know that you are on hold for that first segment, and I always like to give an opportunity to my second guest to react to the, the first segment. So what did you think <laughs> of that's quite a story he has, and really if it wasn't for what happened, uh, what, you know, the the this misdiscretion that he did, I don't know if I know him at this level, and he, I don't know if he'd be getting all this attention to really share a bigger message. Sure. You know, I, I already know, uh, Mr. Johnson, that you your book is going to be a bestseller. Uh, I already know that. Um, and one of the... Thank you. The, the, one of the traits and the qualities of a bestseller is transparency. And, uh, and you just expressed that over the last 25 minutes. So, um, so your, your, your story is profound. I can't wait to download it <laughs> on my Kindle. I can't wait to get the hard copy. Uh, so uh, as far as knowing the, the, the what and the, the how and, and how to go about doing it, let that be the last thought. Uh, that, that's why there are experts out here to help you along the way. But your story, your core story is just profound. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So the biggest thing, Ski, when we uh, talk later is figuring out when your book needs to be done so we can do the backwards planning and get this uh, this legacy waiting to happen out in the world. So I'm excited to help you and work with you in any way I can to make this a success. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So if you want to hang out and listen to Dr. Ray, he's going to have a, uh, some profound things to share, and he's obviously going to be someone you meet at the uh, 9-11 event on September 11th at Meriwether Conference Center at BWI. So, Dr. Ray, welcome to the show. T- tell us. Uh, Man, I'm, I know we, I'm we excited are, to be here. Well, we have uh, someone to thank because uh, AJ Ali uh, said you are two people that need to meet, and it really goes to show you that uh, a connector is someone that will change your life, that's first and foremost. But secondly, absolutely. I remember when you came out to the office at BWI that we mm. had an immediate connection. We were uh, really in a perfect energy level. And I think the I was very happy that day that I didn't have any appointments after I met you because I think we met from like 3 p.m. to like 5.30. I, mean, I just recall it, the, the time went by like really quickly and we really had an amazing conversation and bond. Absolutely. Uh, uh, connection. Uh, one of my favorite authors um, uh, has a, uh, George Fraser, his title is, is Click. And it's one thing yes. to connect, it's another thing to click. And we certainly connected and clicked that day. So, um, absolutely. And, and looking forward to what the future holds for us. You know, I, I wonder, you know, what happened after that meeting because, you know, when seeds are planted, I know we talked at that point about you doing uh, publishing a book. Your book, your first book, is coming out uh, this month, obviously on September 11th. What was what happened after that meeting? And also, tell me why you needed to publish a book. Well, actually, this book that's coming out August uh, 31st is my fifth book. Um, okay. I I have uh, co-authored uh, with the likes of uh, Lisa Nichols uh, in. Um, 2011, uh, one of my uh, prize stories, uh, I shared a story about uh, being at age five with my mom and, and, and crossing the cemetery. It's, it's, it's a profound story, it's in, and the title of that book is Living Proof. I also co-authored with uh, Dr. Robert Schuler and Jennifer O'Neill in the book Conversations on Faith. So I participated in anthology, uh, but... Uh, at, at this grand scale of self-publishing, this is the first of five uh, at this scale. And the other two were e-books that I, uh, I published back in 2002, 2006. But at this level, uh, leveraging the Internet and reaching the masses, I, I have people in Berlin uh, in instant messaging me saying, I can, Berlin, Germany, saying, I cannot wait. To, to read the book in, in London and South Africa. So and in terms of the reach, I, this is the first of its kind, thanks to the Internet. And uh, I know you had mentioned Lisa Nichols before when we uh, talked. She's got a role in this book too, doesn't she? Lisa is my sister from another mother. Lisa uh, is writing the foreword of this book, Enough is Enough. Um, and so I am so, so grateful. I think right now she is with her staff in, uh, at a retreat in, in Mexico, but if she's listening, I want you to know, Lisa, from my heart to your heart, thank you so much, and, uh, and she did an, an, an excellent job in that forward. Well, you know, even if she isn't listening, we can always send her the show later, and she has, a book. She has a book that was actually uh, uh, published, that she published, that Steve Harvey wrote a forward for. Yes, yes, yes. So I guess that's paying it forward, right? Uh, Steve <laughs> Harvey did the forward for her, and uh, she's doing the forward for myself. So I'm, 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 I'm so excited about the, the simplicity, the simplicity of this message, of this book. Um, can't wait for it to get in the hands of, of the people. Well, we're going to go into your book in a second, but just so we finish with Lisa Nichols, what, what's the name of her book? The name of her book is Abundance Now, not Abundance Later, <laughs> Abundance <laughs> Now. And um, I love it. I've, I can't count the number of times I've read and listened to that book. I encourage well, every single person, a listening audience to pick that book up, Abundance Now. 
powerful. Well, she's got quite a following. She's got uh, pretty close to half a million people following her on Facebook. And uh, with a 4.9 rating, uh, you can see that she's very influential and she is the perfect person to have aligned with your book. So congratulations on having such a powerful person, your sister from another mother, uh, sign up for that Ford. That, that means so much, I'm sure. Yeah, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. And um, I was introduced to Lisa by a very, uh, my best friend, uh, actually. He's no longer on planet Earth, uh, but um, had it, you know, speaking about connection, right? You know, AJ connected us and my best friend uh, connected uh, me to Lisa. So I wouldn't even uh, be talking about Lisa Nichols had it not been for my best friend who is now deceased, um, so um, I, I tell you, uh, connections are golden. That connection is the economy, is <laughs> the true currency. Um, it and, is. And, and let me just add, let me just add an adjective to that: authentic connection, where it's not a quid pro quo. It's, it's it's just connection, just for the sake of helping. Um, is, is 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 true currency. Well, I am so excited about this event that's happening on September 11th because this is going to be an opportunity where I have been the recipient of people putting events together and I get to meet all these amazing people and I, with uh, Nancy Matthews, is, are going to be able to witness putting great people together, putting first responders together with people so they can get the deserved acknowledgement. So what made you decide that you would launch your book on that significant day? Well, something that CNN, well, well first of all, the theme grabbed my attention right away. Uh, always be the one. That speaks volumes, N- number one, because there is such a degree of alignment with that and my book, Enough is Enough, always be the one. So what is the one? Uh, I'm sure there are many different interpretations, but when I heard it, I contextualized that theme in, in my present moment. Always be the one, always be the one, as in always be the one of love. Love, mm. operating from a place of love. Always be the one. Uh, and that, that definite article, the, speaks volumes. So I always want to be the one as a husband. I always want to be the one as a coach. I always want to be the one as a pastor. I don't care what role I'm in. I always want to be the one as a firefighter. And so... That one is not anything extrinsic. That one is intrinsic. That one is, in, is at the cellular level. That one is in our DNA. And you're operating from that place. And it was a no-brainer for me to participate because I'm like, what better theme is there? And then always be the one, enough is enough. Well, I'll tell you what you just said. That was not only preaching, but I don't know if Ski was listening. I'm sure he's listening, but I almost felt like the jazz needed to start coming in right there and that we were actually going to make a song. Because <laughs> you are you are really having those lines come together beautifully, and, it, and I can see it's in your heart. That's how, that's how comfortable it was for you to speak it. And what we were talking about earlier with uh, someone spending 10,000 or more hours, I mean, you heard Ski say he spent nine hours a day because he mm. wanted to – he was so – hungry to play he loved playing he was it wasn't like work to play nine hours and so your commitment to enough is enough it sounds in this in this interview that it's so natural for you because you've had this conviction for a long time what caused that conviction well uh, i want to go back to 911 uh, uh ken because i had first responders to protect my life that is something that was not broadcast on CNN. I, would, I, ha- I happened to be in South Africa during September 11th. I happened to be staying in the same hotel during the World Leadership uh, Conference with the likes of Fidel Castro and all of the different um, world leaders, the, the Global Leaders Summit. I happened to be staying in that same hotel. So when the, when the, the first plane hit, uh, immediately, there were military protecting um, uh, that hotel, and I could not have left that hotel for a week 
every floor had military with guns protecting us within that hotel. So uh, first responders, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. So th- there, is, there, is, there is that personal um, uh, commitment, uh, both for uh, the event that's coming up on September 11th, but as far as, as, far as uh, the, the, my commitment for, to the book, per se, um, <laughs> I, I'll try to say it in about 30 seconds. There, there's, so, there's so much tools out here. We, we are living in a time where we are drowning for knowledge. We are, there's so much knowledge out here, and we are thirsting. We are thirsting for wisdom, but we are drowning for knowledge. And, 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 and so enough is enough is just a reminder to say, guys, time out, time out. The, the answer is within. And so that's where my conviction, and after, and after traveling for a long time, I'm talking long time, trying to go to another program, trying to get to another certification, you know, another degree or what have you, I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on here? You already have what you take. And the moment I made that, that realization, the doors just started the doors and windows just started opening up. And you have an acronym for your book, uh, SHOE, S-H-O-E, correct? What's in your shoe? What's in What's your shoe? And I tell you, the motivation for that uh, can, that, that's a subtitle. So the title is Enough is Enough. The subtitle is What's in Your Shoe. And the motivation for that came from the champ himself, Muhammad Ali. And, um, and it says, it isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wears you out is the pebble that's in your shoe. <laughs> it's not the major thing. And, 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 and when I listened to Mr. Johnson's uh, segment earlier, um, I, I, I saw a man that, even though I haven't met him in person, but I was just visualizing him as I was listening to his voice, I saw a man that, that, had, that has grit. I saw a man that has, notice I didn't say I heard, I said I saw. I saw a man that has resilience irrespective of the pebbles that was in his shoe, like the Grammy, irrespective of whatever pebbles that he's faced with, it's not the major mountains that was ahead of him that wore him out. It's the pebble that was in his shoe. So that internal strength caused him to overcome that. Yeah, Dr. Ray, you're saying something that really I didn't get to say to Ski in the first segment, and that is, you know, so many people turned on him when he had that pebble in his shoe. Mm. Instead of what you said, of always be the one with love. Because the people that actually stood by him and the people that are coming to him now and showing him love are actually rewarding him for overcoming that pebble, overcoming that grit, mm. and, and, and being a strong person. So I, I think that message is such a great tie-in to the first segment. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, I'm, I'm just blown away, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here in the, listening to the first segment. I'm like, how could you possibly have uh, crafted two guests along with the host uh, leading a charge um, on September 11th? It, it, it just fits so perfectly. So um, kudos to you and your, your staff and your producer. Well, thank you. I, I do want to give uh, the staff an opportunity to join in the show right now. We have something called Rapid Fire, and Rapid Fire is about how quick we can ask a question and how quick you can answer the question. So, uh, Ski, you are welcome to unmute your phone, and uh, Gita is definitely on the line. I know Joyce is driving, so she may have uh, trouble getting to a line, but if she's on, she can ask a question too. So I'm going to ask the first question, Dr. Ray, of what, mm-hmm. what book um, – transformed your life the most? Other than the Bible, the book that transformed my life the most is one of my favorite authors, Seth Godin, and the book is called Lynchpin, L-I-N-C-H-P-I-N. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so Lynchpin is all about being a leader without having the authority position. Okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and put that on social media. How about you, Ski? What, what was the book that changed your life? Uh, I think the book that changed my life was Miles Davis' biography. Yeah, I know you made a tribute to him. Yeah, Miles on me. He's uh, one of my on one of my albums is I, I did a song called Miles and Me, 
but I um the things he talks about it was was totally different in in what my perspective on jazz was. Cool. Well, so, we're going to keep this really quick yeah. so we can have everyone ask questions. Gita, you want to ask the question? Sure. Uh, Dr. Ray, your favorite cause? My favorite cause? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. You would like to support your favorite cause? Oh, my favorite cause. Um, my favorite cause, without, without hesitation, is uh, the whole con- homelessness. Uh, and that is very dear to my heart. Um, and because I realize we live in a time now where it's not based upon someone being down out and, 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 and addiction. You, you can have a white color, an attorney that just hit hard times, a sepia that just hit hard times that is now homeless. So homelessness is, is, is very dear to my heart. All right. Well, we'll be very brief, but I'll just say after this call, I'd be up for a conversation with you on how we do a, a homeless event or something that actually brings awareness and also some type of uh, donation to uh, homeless. And Ski, what is the quote that you live by? A quote? If you have one. Um, see what you see, pretty much. Um, mm. Well, not necessarily what you see, but what, 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 believe what it is, opposed to what you hear. And even this day, what you see. Not even what you see or you hear, it's what, it's what it is. And you need to believe what it is, um, opposed to what you see and what you hear. Because right. you can be deceived easily. Very profound. Okay, and... Uh, we're almost out of time, so unfortunately we don't get to ask any more questions, but we can ask more questions online or on Amplified Facebook page. So what I want to do is thank you, Ski, and also Dr. Ray for taking the time out of your schedule to be on this program to support the 9-11 event. I and I, I can't wait for you two to meet because I think this is a, a brotherhood, a friendship that's going to blossom yeah. into all kinds of opportunities. And uh, there's, there's certainly an affinity for the message that we both were sharing and it is God's you know, intervention that we're able to create a show where two people are able to meet and make a difference on stage as well as off the stage. So thank you very much. You guys have both been amplified. God bless you both. Uh, God bless you, Ken. And if you thank want to go to uh, Ski Johnson, skijohnson.us. And Dr. Ray, how can people follow you? Uh, they can simply follow me on, as Dr. Ray Charles on all social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Dr. Ray Charles. Okay, keep investing in people because that's the message I want to amplify today. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. You bet. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.